With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are. We are live. Sorry for the technical difficulties there for just a second. Hey, this right here is off. Side hockey talk where hockey comes to talk and as you see behind me obviously we're talking about the maple leafs tonight the season did not end the way we wanted it to and we're gonna have a bunch of great people swinging through we got mr d4 dylan fournier coming up to sports fan hopefully stars hockey clark monroe and many more it's gonna be a fun show it was fun the last time we did it and you know what this is all brought to you by our friends over at boxing rock brewing co be sure to check out the puck off lagerdale right there when you get out east it's the big beer for the big game. Let's get the crew in here and start talking some Maple Leafs. Here we go. Big time energy. Let's go. All right. We're live on TikTok. We're live on YouTube and Twitter. So, guys, don't do anything too crazy. Otherwise, you might get yourself in a little trouble. What's going on, D4? What's going on, TO Sports fan? Hold on. And let's add the next member. What's going on, Sienna? Everybody. Hey. We go. All right, let's see if we can get this camera fixed up over here on the live. One second, everybody on the live. I know you're gonna go crazy. This is a fun part about technology, guys. When it works, it works. Anyways, let's go. Initial gut thoughts right away, right off the top. What do you feel about the Toronto Maple Leafs game seven against the Tampa Bay Lightning? Sienna, I'll have you go first. Um, I think boys put up a good fight, uh, but we didn't get it in the end for a few reasons, but you know what? Hopefully off the off season will bring something new. I'm hoping the off season brings something new as well. Um, D4, what do you think, man? What, what do you think of this game seven? Uh, we're going to deep dive into it, obviously, make sure that we get uh, the comments that are going on as well. Over on TikTok, um, my screen will be invaded by a phone this time. That's fine. Let's do this right. So what is it, D4? It was – I can't say it was a tough pill to swallow because we, we put up, honestly, a, a hard-fought series. Um, this year I don't think is disappointing in any sense. I think we laid it all out there on the line, and I honestly think we just got beat by the better team. I, I kind of have the same feeling. Uh, T.S. Wars fan, glad to see you here. Hope you're feeling a little bit better. Well, what do you think of this uh, this series here? Uh, give us your gut thought right off the top. You know what? They actually tried so hard. They really did in that game seven. That was probably the best game seven they have played from every other game seven we've seen. That was probably the best one. And unfortunately, they still ended up coming short because it just unfortunately wasn't enough. And I'm not even mad. It's just more like frustration at this point because we want to see this team do well. We really do, but just we don't. We haven't gotten anything in a long time, unfortunately. Yeah, well, listen, this is what I'll say about Game 7. The guys did exactly what Austin Matthews said they were going to do. They put their balls on the line, and they really went for it. 
Um, the one problem I have in this game is everything's been so ticky-tacky throughout that entire series. You watch Patty Maroon water skate behind Austin Matthews, tugging his jersey right in front of the referee. No call had there in game number six. Then you go to game seven, and it is literally the smallest pick-and-roll play you could probably have on Justin Hall. And they call a freaking penalty, and you lose a goal, and you lose that momentum. Now everybody says, you know, well, you know, it's it's what happens. It's a penalty. It's a for-sure penalty. Well, guess what? The way they were calling Game 7 was different than the way they called the rest of that series. So I don't understand how you can call something so minute like that in such a big moment. The refs interjected themselves there, and that became the focal point of Game 7. I don't care what anyone says, and that is the problem for the Maple Leafs there. I don't think the Leafs beat themselves. Jack Campbell played his ass off. The rest of the team played their ass off, blocking shots, doing every single thing they could possibly do. They just, in the end, got refed and Vasilevsky. Vash showed up in Game 7, which obviously he's got that distinctive record for something, right? Because he's gone out and performed on the absolute biggest game there is, which is Game 7. Thoughts on Vash that game, guys? I'll go with you, T.O., first. He played really well. There's just no other way to put it. He, You said it perfectly. There's a reason why his stats are the way they are. There's a reason why in series clinching, whatever, his stats are like this. He's just a heck of a goalie, and he really showed up for Tampa for Game 7. No, he definitely did. He did. D4, what do you think, man? What do you think of Vasilevsky? Obviously, we wanted to beat him. We made him look human through the first, what, six games, five games, if you want to call it that. Then in Game 7, yep. he was superhuman again. Um, you know, honestly, I think he's probably the best goalie in the NHL right now. He, you're right. He did look human. Uh, we had him at a 897 save percentage and at 304 goals against average. He hasn't looked like that since the Columbus series. But, man, when he needs to win, he just comes through all the time. Yeah, it's absolutely annoying. See, Sienna, what do you think? You're obviously the goalie of the group. What are your <laughs> thoughts there? You got that right. I am. Um, going back to what D4 said, yet yeah, he is one of the best goalies in the league, if not the best. He did play very well. He was a good competitor. You know, got some learning points from him looking at, looking at it for my career. But he deserves it 100%. All right, so let's go look at this team as a whole here throughout this series. You Going into it, it was the big dogs had to perform, whether it was Nylander, Tavares, Matthews, Marner, and even Riley to an extent now that he signed his big extension. All of those players showed up. Every single one of them put points on the board, did what they needed to do, ticker to tape. There was no problem there. Um, the thing that seemed to be the issue – which was something we were excited about going into this, was the depth scoring didn't really seem to show up. Yes, you had David Camp, but Pierre Ingvall, whatever happened to him earlier in the series there where he got stood up, he looked a little stiff in the back, to be honest, going into those last couple of games. Um, but there was no Ingvall scoring. That fourth line, if it's Blackwell, maybe Spezza, not really a whole lot going on there. That's the something that we were so excited about, the Mikheyevs. You know, go down the line. All those guys that you said, hey, these guys can make an impact this series. We will have a little bit of, you know, flow throughout our lineup. We can roll, have them chase us, do these different things. 
That didn't come to fruition, but it did help the big guys be able to score. So for you guys, what do you think of the depth on the team? See, I'll start with you on this one. Why didn't it show up in the playoffs? Where was it? Where was Ingwall? Where were these guys that were supposed to carry a little bit of the load to take it away from the big guys? You know, today I was driving my brother um, home from school and I was listening to um, you know, all these all these hockey guys talk on the radio, like all the insiders, and saying like they didn't have the it factor. Like we had a good regulation season, but we didn't have that it factor like we're looking for in these players. We have good players. We have the talent. We have the skill. We just need that it factor. And I think if those boys can find it, we can have a better chance. What do you think, D4, man? I think they showed up in the little ways. Like David Comp, arguably best on, on faceoff. He, they, a lot of them showed up on the penalty kill. And, man, were we on a lot of those this series. Um, but then again, like, I, I think we don't, uh, like what Sienna said, we don't have that it factor. Like who scored those two uh, clinching goals in, in the final game for Tampa? It was somebody on their third or fourth line. I'm not sure what line he plays on. And, and that's somebody that we needed in that final game. It, it was the top two lines on both teams getting shut down. And then it came to be that underdog guy that came in and scored uh, for Tampa. All right. All right. I'll, I'll buy into that. Dave, what do you think, my friend? I have to say that I was very disappointed this entire series with Ilya Mikheyev and Pierre Engvall, especially those two. I don't know what it was, but I've seen these guys play so much better and do like just, I've never seen them play that bad ever. I'm, I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I just, I personally did not like, like Engvall or Mikheyev at all. Mikheyev, if it wasn't for those two empty net goals in game three, he would have had zero goals this entire series. And if I'm not mistaken, those are the only two goals he scored all series and his only points, if I'm not mistaken. I may be wrong about that, but I, I believe that's all he had. It, yeah, see, that's what I mean. It's frustrating to look at this. And, I mean, obviously, we all get the uh, the privy <clears throat> and sit back and look and say, okay, we should have added this. We should have done this. This team should have, you know, move this guy here, shift the lineup, whatever. I really do think that you should have moved Marner around. Or I said this to uh, to D4 before, they should have went for a power line. They should have just thrown out Tavares, Matthews, Marner, or Tavares, Matthews, Nylander, and rolled with it for a game and just drove it down Tampa's throat. And you still have the option of going Tavares, Kerfoot, Mikheyev, or whatever way you want to do it. But when Detroit was having their success, what did they do? They had that killer line. They just threw it out there time after time with a line that Babcock could run out there and just jam down your throat, and you weren't stopping it because you'd get Datsuk, Zetterberg, and um, why can't I remember his name? He's the guy that got stood up by Babcock in the hallway. Uh, you all know who I'm talking about. The big guy, the brute that was on that line for a little bit. Franzen. I think it was Franzen. Yes. So that right there, the Leafs can do that. You know, and we talked about the Leafs needing to do that. Now the Leafs need to do something this offseason, which absolutely sucks. And that's say goodbye to some of these players. So I'm going to ask you, we're going to roll through the lineup that the Leafs had going into the playoffs. And we're going to go player by player here. And we'll go around the table. Who's coming back? Who's not? And if they're not coming back, I want to know who you think is going to replace them. Whether it's a free agent signing, 
a trade or a rookie coming in, let me know. So let's break down the first line. Everybody's hyped up right now because of the comments from Matthews and Marner. So we'll go this way first. Mitch Marner, A, is he coming back? And B, what do you need to see from Mitch Marner next season just to take it to the next level? T.O., I'll start with you. Um, no, Marner was pretty good. Uh, he'll he'll definitely come back. Um, in terms of what can he do to be better, in the beginning of this season, there was an issue where he just refused to shoot the puck. And when he started shooting the puck, he was a lot better. He was scoring. What was it? There was this one set he had like seven goals in like seven games or something. He was on like a goal, like some crazy goal scoring streak. I don't remember it too well, but there was that. So as long as Marner can keep shooting the puck instead of trying to be that pass first guy, I think that's that's all he's really got to focus on going into next season. Because he can score goals. He definitely can. He did set the career highs. Sienna, what do you need to see out of Mitch Marner for next year? Is he coming back? Obviously, that comment where, you know, it sucks losing. We hate losing like this again. A lot of people reading into that saying, hey, maybe Mitch Marner is getting frustrated with the process here in Toronto and may want to go to greener pastures somewhere else. What do you think? Is Marner back with this squad? And if so, what do you need to see from him? You know, I like the kid. I think he's coming back. I can 100% agree with you on this one. Um, we need to, We just need to see that in factor with the rest of the team as well. But with Marner, he's got talent. He's got the skill 100%. He's done it before in the regulation. He could probably work on it and do it again. All right, all right, all right. For me right here, this is the thing. Mitch Marner is coming back to this squad, obviously. He's the stick that stirs the drink for Austin Matthews and the offense on this team. Whether it's the power play or otherwise, I agree. He does need to shoot more, and that's something he worked on this season he was scheduled to work out with Austin Matthews in the offseason to work on, A, their chemistry together, which they have amazing chemistry already, but also he alluded to the fact he wanted to learn how to do that curl and drag shot a little bit more like Austin Matthews does to have that release. He didn't get that. He obviously worked out with other players, but obviously we all know what Austin Matthews can do with that snap and how quickly he can release the puck. So you add that to Mitch Marner's arsenal, and him getting to be around Austin Matthews and just work on that and nothing else, just do clap bombs and stuff like that, I think we see a dangerous upgrade to those two. Also a little bit more hungry and uh, maybe a little piss and vinegar in their game because they obviously got a little snarl in them going through that Tampa series. The next guy on that line will go with Michael Bunting. And obviously I know, you guys know, <coughs> Michael Bunting will be back. He's a cheap contract. Over 60 points in a rookie season, not bad, can keep up with Matthews and Marner. The issue with him this offseason is going to be obviously getting healthy. Uh, we know he wasn't healthy throughout that Tampa series. Nobody can tell me any different. His snarl wasn't there, the feistiness, the chirpiness. It wasn't the same guy we've seen through most of the regular season before that leg injury against Florida. So this one's pretty easy, but we'll ask around the table. Uh, Dylan, you first, man. Is Michael Bunting coming back to this team, and B, what do you expect from him next season in a first-line role with the Toronto Maple Leafs? Yes, he's coming back. Um, I see him in the top six, but uh, I know we'll speak about it later. I think the Leafs need to go after somebody larger in that top six role. Uh like, yes, Bunting can hit. Yes, he can distract top guys on from top teams all the time. 
but you don't have that power forward that's huge and can just move bodies, move the puck where it needs to go. He's very similar to Hyman in that that fact, but um, also in in the series, we I think we talked about it last uh, podcast here. He he wasn't a hundred percent confident either, um, and I I think a little bit more confidence uh, in a playoff series uh, would be really nice from him. All right, uh, Dave, what do you think, man? So Bunting's definitely coming back. Um, and the way I look at it is that he's still very young. He can still develop so many parts of his game. So when it comes to young guys, I'm not too concerned with like, oh, is he going to perform like this again next season? You know, he's he's so young. He's, he's technically a rookie, right? So his game's only going to go up from here. And I think playing with Matthews and Marner <clears throat> or even, you know, on that top six, he's going to grow so much. And I feel like he's going to... Who knows? Maybe he can turn into what Zach Hyman was for us. All right, all right. And Sienna, obviously Michael Bunting. We all love him. Obviously, this guy's a feisty little rat for a reason. Um, what do you think of Michael Bunting? Obviously, consensus, he's coming back. But what do you think here? Um, I think he is coming back. But uh, he needs to bring the thunder a little bit more, I think. He was a, I think he was like, he was popping out here and there, but he needs to bring some more to the table. Um, going back to uh, D4 said, um, maybe we could bring in Corey Perry. Not sure, but um, he definitely needs to bring, he definitely needs to bring some more to the table, but he's doing good so far, I think. All right, so we'll skip down to the next line. Here's the, uh, the $11 million question, because we're going to kick off with this one first. It's Mr. John Tavares. Already speculation starting that he will not be the second line center, may now be the third center, may ride wing. They're going to bring in another center. Um, I'm going to go around on this one. I, I really have no thoughts on the bunting thing, but the Tavares one I definitely do. I'll start with you first, Sienna. What do you think of John Tavares? Obviously getting a little bit older, been here now for a little while, but still producing at almost a point-per-game clip. And really, a solid leader for the Toronto Maple Leafs. The $11 million price tag. A lot of people in here in the chat are freaking out about it. But what do you think about John Tavares, the player and the leader? Player, he can bring more. 100%. Because leader-wise, off-ice, he's amazing. He's a good guy. He's there for the boys. On ice, I think he needs to perform more. Because the iconic duo, Matthews and Marner, they're bringing the show. But I think the captain needs to contribute a little more as well. All right. All right. Uh, TL Sports fan, what's going on with John Tavares here for you? You know what? I really wish we could see more from this guy on a daily. I find ever since he had his first year here, he's been on a decline. And you know what? I don't see him moving to the wing or anything because, you know, his face-offs are really good. He's a really good face-off guy, in my opinion. So I don't see them moving him to the wing at all. I, I still see him playing center. But I, we all want to see more from this guy. You know, he's our captain. We all love him. I'm pretty sure all four of us here love Johnny. We just want to see more from him because we know he can do it. Dylan, go ahead and throw up your thoughts, man. Listen, I, I think he does the job that he's meant to meant to do. Um, he wins faceoffs. I don't know, six, maybe 60% of the time. I, I, I'm not 100% sure on the numbers. 
but he also takes away from anybody that is trying to compete against our top line. He he's a great leader on and off the ice. Uh, we have a great leadership core, but unfortunately, he's he's getting older. I I don't expect a lot from him. I wish, you know, New York Islanders Johnny would come out of the woodworks every now and then. But you know, that's what happens when you have older players. Uh, it, it's unfortunate, but he isn't going anywhere. He has a no uh, no movement clause, so uh, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Answer this one in just a second here, but obviously this is a live show, so I'm going to address everybody across the board. Hey, if you're in any of the chats, be respectful. If you're not being respectful, you're getting kicked right out. I Thank don't care you. who you are, what you got. Thank you respect you. everybody in this live here. You respect everybody in the chat, Ryan. I don't care what you're saying. If you say it crappily, you're out of here. That's the best way I could say it. You're just gone. I'm not going to curse and swear at you, but if you're acting like an idiot, you're out of here. Period. Can I just, um, can I just say something real quick? Yo, go ahead. Because I saw a comment in the live um it hurt a bit um personally um any person regardless of gender doesn't matter who you are as long as you know hockey you can talk about it anybody can talk because i saw that comment disrespectful no it's 100 disrespectful that's why i'm addressing it here obviously we're doing this as a live show having fun so if someone wants to be an idiot they're obviously not going to be a part of this so exactly. we'll put that out there Appreciate right here right that. now uh, across the board that goes for anybody. I don't care if you're a long time follower, new follower, does not matter. You're gone. Period. Um, I will answer the Johnny Tavares thing, but also to, to address the, uh, the TikTok community that's on there. Hey, if you're in there, make sure you follow each and every person that's in this live right here. Everybody is a great follow. Absolutely buttes across the board. Ball stars hockey, go follow D4 and Tio Sportsman. You. you probably already have, but make sure you do. The live is booming, guys. We got about 61 people in the live right now, so that's pretty cool. Everybody's checking it out and having a good time. If you guys are over on YouTube, I cannot see your comments right now, unfortunately. Or if you're over on Twitter watching live as well, appreciate you to the max. And hey, we're brought to you by these guys right here. Puck Off Lagerdale by Boxing Rock Brewing Co. Putes. They sponsor the show all season long and will continue to do so through the summer. Don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll figure it out. All right, so John Tavares, the number two center on the Toronto Maple Leafs, will be, in my opinion, the number two center again next season. Here's the reason. Great on the faceoff dot. Good in the defensive zone. Can do all the little things away from the puck that you wish that Austin Matthews would grow his game into, which he is, which is probably where Austin Matthews is getting it from. Now, $11 million and his age. Is he getting up there? Yes. But go look at the stats, guys. He's in the, what, I think the top 25 in points, 25 to 30. So you pay for those guys, the cream of the crop, the top 25 players in the National Hockey League. You're paying for that, no matter who it is. And mind you, it is a center position. And everybody talking about putting them down on the third line. I talked to you guys about this in the group chat. When you bring in a player to replace the player, how much better is the guy you're bringing in that's going to be better than John Tavares? Are you getting a 90 to 100-point player coming in to be your second-line center? Not likely. You already have an 80-plus point player in John Tavares on your second line bringing it. Now, I like what the uh, missing producer Clark was saying. Get him some players to play with, like a JT Miller, maybe a Rust. Um, you know, we talk, we'll talk about Willie Nylander, the exact – talent that he is here in a moment but get John Tavares some guys he is a player that the Toronto Maple Leafs need and he is a leader and an engine for this squad and I don't care what anyone says 
that guy right there, I will ride with him through the thick and the thins. Love the fact he's the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. That man will step up. Let's go. Now, we'll swing over. Um, we'll put it as Ilya Mikheyev as the player we talk about next on this line. It was a revolving door all season long, but we'll go Mikheyev and then we'll switch over to the Nylander. Um, Ilya Mikheyev, Sienna, is he coming back to the Toronto Maple Leafs? And the caveat, if not, where is he going? Good question. Um, I don't even know myself. Uh, didn't see him much in uh, Game 7. But I um, don't know if he's coming back or not. <laughs> but, uh, you know, at Maple Leaf Square, we all chanting Mickey there for a few times. But um, don't know if he's coming back. If he is, awesome. He needs to bring, he needs to bring it again, you know. Um, if he's not, don't know where he's going. But good luck, bud. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. T.O. Sports fan, breaking down the Leafs lineup here. What do you think about Ilya Mikheyev? Is he coming back or where is he going? I think Mikheyev will come back. You know, like I said before, he may have had a really bad playoff uh, playoff performance, but I, I actually believe that Mikheyev is going to be coming back. I, I do think so. I think he will come back. And you know what? If I'm not mistaken, they kept jump, like switching him up in the lines. They need to stop doing that. They just need to keep him on that third or fourth line and just keep him there. Don't move him because, I don't know, they, start, they, they tried putting him on the second and just, it just kept changing things up. If you just keep him on that third line, he'll be just fine. All right, all right. D4, what do you think, man? You know, talk to you. Hold on one second. Caveat to, uh, to T.O. Sports fan. You say he's coming back. Obviously, Leafs are going to be strapped for cap space. What do you think a realistic cap hit is for Ilya McKayev? I got a number in my head. You know what? I, I couldn't tell you, to be completely honest. I have no clue. Here's a comparable for you guys. Similar players who did similar things and at least had to let them go. Think of Kasperi Kapanen and Andreas Janssen. 3.4, 3.3 in that wheelhouse is probably what he's going to get because he's been able to get himself up to the 20-goal plateau almost. And the guy can drive play if he's got it going, man. We've seen him on the penalty kill too. So, D4, what do you think, man? Ely McCabe, is he back or is he gone? And where is he going? Uh, I think that he's, well, it's hard to say. I think he could be offered a lot more in free agency, but if somehow the Leafs could convince him to take less to come and try and give her another shot, I don't see why not. Um, I mean, a, a destination I could see him going is Detroit and I know they will be good in a couple of years, but, uh, I, I think the Leafs are better, better than them right now. Um, but I think, I think you're right. He could, he could get anywhere from 3 million to 4.5 in free agency. So, um, if, if we bring him back, I think, uh, it would have to be for less than what he's worth in free agency. You know, he would have to take a hometown discount to save the Toronto. Maple. That's a fact. Um, I use the comparables to Andreas Johnson and Casper Kapanen cause he's the same type of player. He's got wheels, um, doesn't finish all the time, but when he does, we all love the ever-loving hell out of it because it's amazing. Um, but he's got a big body, and he started to learn to use that this year. Um, I don't see the Toronto Maple Leafs being able to afford this guy. Um, I think they really want to see what Nick Robertson has, too, under the hood. Uh, they got a guy like Matthew Nyes, who's a big power forward, might be coming at the end of the year next year, get a cup of coffee with him. 
I see him going to the LA Kings. Um, he's a player that can definitely benefit playing there. Um, they probably would have him up in the top six. Um, and they do well with uh, former Maple Leafs. I don't know if you remember uh, Sean Dersey, Carl Grundstrom, Trevor Moore. Yeah. The list goes on. They seem to be doing well with the LA Kings. So those are um, just some examples there. But I really do think Ilya Mikheyev heads to LA, applies his talent there, quieter marketplace as well, so he can go make his money, do his thing, and have some fun. That's just my thoughts on Ilya. Now, the big one, the beauty, the the beautiful man that is William Nylander. We all love him because, well, he does, he does William Nylander hey. things. He's Willie Styles for a reason. Um, you know, number 88 on your scorecard, but number one in your hearts at times. What do you think, uh, Mr. T.O. Sports fan, about William Nylander? A, it's not as he going to be back, because I think if he had the opportunity, he'd be back. A, do the Maple Leafs, Maple Leafs keep him this offseason? And if they do, what line is he destined for, two or three? I don't think they keep Willie. I don't. I don't think they keep Willie. If anything, I'm sorry. And if anything, that whole second line needs to be redone. You got Tavares at center. You got to give him two new line mates. You got to, I'm, I'm sorry. Willie's not coming back. I love the guy. Trust me, but I, I don't think he's coming back. Wow. All right. All right. Here, put your GM cap on for a minute there, T.O. Sports fan. Obviously, the Toronto Maple Leafs would love to get a Yaka Chipkin or a John Klingberger. Maybe even a goaltender that we've all batted about amongst ourselves. Uh, maybe Mr. Gibson out of the Anaheim Ducks. What do you think Willie Nylander fetches for the Toronto Maple Leafs? What do they uh, try to use him for? You don't have to give me a name, but give me a position they might want to fill. They'll definitely use him for that second line to to replace him on the second line. That's what I think. That's, that's truly what I think. And again, nothing against Willie. Absolutely love the guy, but, you know... That, that second line, in my opinion, has to be redone. All right, all right, all right. Sienna, Mr. <coughs> Willie Nylander, Willie Styles, number 88. What do you think? Does he uh, does he get to come back with the Toronto Maple Leafs, or are they trading him out of town? You know what? It wouldn't surprise me if they did trade him or if they keep him, but we definitely need the cap space. Um, I mean, when he has his moments, he performs well. But other than that, I don't know, but uh, we need the cap space 100% because we gave away some uh, good contracts before everything went down in the world, but um, we shall see. All right, all right, all right, D4, what do you think? Out of the top four, he's the most expandable. I truly believe – now, he – He's the type of player that pisses you off one second and then completely shoves it in your face the next. Him not going in the corners and battling for the puck in that series really pissed me off. I can agree more. Because we need somebody on that second line that does that. I saw it in the comments. JT Miller, I would love him here. But I... I don't know if that would fall with Vancouver. Now, I've I've been chatting with some other guys in t- uh, in TikTok and uh, crap, what's his name? Uh, amateur analysis asked me, 
if New Jersey came to you with the second overall pick, would you trade it for Neander? I said, yes, that's a no-brainer. And then we could go out and get Slavkowski, who is somebody that very, very intrigues me because he's that type of player, and I think you could really build him into the player that he needs to be in, in this Leafs lineup. And the thing is with him, too, is he wants top line minutes, top two line minutes coming to a team. So, yeah, that might be a uh, very interesting proposition. Holy smokes. But, you go. but I don't I don't think yeah. Kyle Davis is thinking like that, and I don't think New Jersey would do it, but I don't know. Well, here's, here, here's the thing right here, okay, guys? And I said this in our chat earlier, and I'm going to say it here. I live by the, the notion when you trade a player away, Nine times out of ten, you're trading probably the better player because you're trying to figure out something for your lineup. So if you trade Willie Nylander away, you're trading away a 30-goal scorer. Are you getting one back? If you go JT Miller, maybe. Yes. Maybe. Maybe you are, but maybe he doesn't gel with this lineup. Maybe Willie's scoring the way that he is because he gels here. So do you go and find what you're talking about, Dylan, a guy that can go and do those things? go into the corner and allow Willie Nylander to just be Willie Nylander and be the guy that meanders around and doesn't go into the corners too much, floats by the blue line, can blaze down the ice and get a goal if he needs to, do those little things. Do you find someone to fix that on the second line, like a Rust or somebody else who's more apt to do those things because you have one of those on the top line. It was supposed to be Richie Bunting, you know, this season, giving both lines a digger, basically. Um, yeah. Maybe that's what you go and do. Maybe that's the way you go. I don't see Willie Nylander leaving this team. Much to everybody in the chat saying, hey, it's not that big of a hot take that Nylander's gone. To me, it would be. Because you don't find 30-goal scores just anywhere. They're not just growing on trees. Teams love to have them. So if you trade Willie Nylander to a team, they're going to love to have the 30-goal Willie Nylander. But whatever you're getting back, you better be damn sure you have a plan in place to replace those goals or keep that offense going because that's a guy that plays with John Tavares. And we're talking about keeping Johnny T going. You start disconnecting those parts to him. What happens more to John Tavares, more responsibility, more having to do things that at his age, maybe he can't do as well anymore. And it's hidden by young guys like Nylander, et cetera. So I don't see Willie going anywhere. I see that core four riding one more time, but could just be me. I just just don't know what we do. (laughs) I I just don't know what we do because we're like strapped for salary and like there's, there's not much you can, you can move and let loose here to, to get things going and change up this roster. Mm, It's true. All right, let's place through the bottom two lines. Um, I'm going to skip over some guys. David Camp, we know, is coming back. Great defensive season. Anybody got a comment on David Camp? He's a beauty. Absolutely. He's a beauty. That guy is awesome. Pierre Ingball. Is he coming back or is he going quick around the table? No, he's not coming. He's not staying. He's not worth whatever whatever he's worth to a free agent. We need to cast base. He needs to go. He will be on the Leafs opening night lineup. So no, he's gonna be there. James. They James, like they the like him for the stick. They like him for uh, the defensive prowess. Uh, he's not there for the offense as much as we want him to be. He's just not. Um, but anyways, we'll keep her moving. Keep her moving. Um, Wayne Simmons, 
Is he yes. going to be a taxi player? Wayne yes. Train. Yes, the Wayne Train. Wayne he has Train. to be. He has to be. I love that guy. He showed, <coughs> he showed he up amazing. He's a goon. I love him. Love Wayne Train. He is. He, you can put him in in certain positions and, and you know, what you get out of him. All right, Kyle Clifford. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. If he, he could go, he bed, could stay. It doesn't really matter. He could be a taxi player as well. Yeah. You can bury his contract in the minors. So, yeah. It's no problem there. Um, Jason Spezza on the evergreen deals that he keeps signing. This is a tough one. I'm going to take this one first. I, I want him to come back in a coaching capacity. Hell yeah. I don't, coaching. I don't want him to be Jason Spezza, the player. But whatever he says to the guys in the locker room, he gets under their skin, gets them fired up, knows what to say, knows the buttons to push. Not only that, you can have him. He can basically get them to learn better face-off prowess too. He can work with the guys all the time. Um, I just don't think his on-ice contributions are there anymore. Um, we've so seen he comes there to help out off-ice, basically. Yeah, he becomes a, he becomes a Stefan Robidaw when Robidaw was on Robidaw Island. You bring Jason Spector in as an associate coach of some degree and allow him to be around the Maple Leafs. I think that buzzes everybody up and keeps everybody fat and happy because he's still there. And, and he would get a ring at the end of it as well if he's still with yes, us. Yes, there it is right there. Hello, Blake. That's true. All right, we'll go, um, we'll go Colin Blackwell. Hmm. I think so. Toughy. I really like Blackwell. I really yeah. do. I really like that guy. He's he's like his feet move way faster than I think so many people's bo- uh, bodies do. Like could just be because of how short he is, but he's like the little engine <laughs> that mean, could. Short people got speed as well. Yeah. You know what? If he had a little bit more finish, I think uh, I think he could be another bunting type. To be honest with you, he's got yeah. the feistiness and the battle and the will. So. Maybe toss him up with uh, with William Tavares next year. Just see what you get. Maybe he could be that home digger that we already have on a cheap deal. Um, is there anyone that I'm missing here that you guys uh, are thinking about that I'm not talking about here? Go ahead, D- Dylan. You got it. Kerfoot. Mm, yes. Yeah, I didn't mention Kerfoot because you know what? Kerfoot apparently is already traded. He's no longer a Toronto Maple Leaf so, in so many people's eyes because we need his cap space so desperately for a versatile Swiss Army Knife player that plays up and down your lineup, doesn't question whether he's on the fourth, third, second, playing on the first power play, second power play, Pete K. This guy goes everywhere. But everybody wants to ride him out of town because he's got 3.5 mil and it's a contract year. I don't know, man. I, I want to keep him. I want to keep really him. Like you want to keep everybody, well. James. No, no, no. no. <laughs> want it back. You can't keep everybody, dude. You can't. No, no, I actually, worry. hold on. I'm going to take James aside here. I also really like Kerfoot. So. Yeah. I, I love really Kerfoot. Like Don't get me wrong. It's just like there's one – I guess there's one major contract that has to go, and that's Mrazic. But it's yeah. like if you run it back with this group again, I don't know if – like what if we run into Tampa Bay again? That's that's my that's my biggest problem is like what, what do you do? Well, that's what – it's either going to be Tampa Bay or Boston. That's, exactly. that's what it's going to be. Because it's going to be like that every goal. year. If Bershey doesn't come back for Boston, I don't. I don't know if Boston's where they are. I I truly think it could be Detroit. Detroit. They got they got a a young team, and they could sign a bunch of people in free agency if they want to. 
We eat cow space first. Listen, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. You're talking about the fact that I want everybody back. I did say McKay was going to go. Come on now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he say he was going to leave. It's to LA, but that's only like 1.5 mil. Um, well, right now on the cap it is, but at the same time, his raise is what we're talking about, right? So he'd be true. over three. So what about that's the potentially situation? what saying. What's that? What about the goalie situation? Let's talk about well, that. Well, we're going to get there. We're going to do the D, then we're going to do the goalies right quick. All right, so let's jump through the D. We know Riley's staying. Don't need to talk about him. He's a beaut. Just signed an extension. Uh, Jake Muzzin. A lot of people saying maybe he goes LTIR. Um, I think this guy is a hard-nosed defenseman. Going to put himself into a regiment this offseason, get himself healthy, and be ready for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They need him. They bloody well need him. He's a defensive stick that stirs the physical drink, if you get what I'm saying. Um, guys, quick thought on Jake Muzzin. Is he on this roster? Is he LTIR? And a lot of people seem to think that might be his path. A lot he's of injury. Be on the roster. I think he's on the roster, but if 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 he bites something again and he can't go, then I mean, yeah, that's where he's going to end up. Sienna. I have no idea. <laughs> Listen, here's what I'll I say. I blanked out for a hot sec. I'll say <laughs> this. He um... kicked it so fast. <laughs> I will say that uh, Jake Muzzin here on the defense. I, I thought of him this uh, this postseason run. If they went on a deep run, um, I got the Shea Weber vibes. To be honest with you, he's been banged up. He's got a lot of hard miles. His wow. body. He's always holding his hip. I think there's a serious surgery that needs to be happening there. Uh, he's that getting he has old. No his body's saying, "Hey, I need help." Oh, he's got millions wow. of miles, man. He's a physical guy, but. I think maybe he toughs out or legs out one more season, but I think at limited games, I think you're going to start seeing load management in the NHL. And I really think that a guy like Muzzin will be a guy you load manage. Maybe on a, a Tuesday night against uh, the Ottawa Senators, he doesn't play. You know, just a game that means nothing in the standings, but he's in there in the important ones. Um, let's go Labushkin. I love Bush. Um, yes, you guys know I love everybody, but Bush, you could probably get to come back on a cheap deal. You know, maybe for one or two years sure, to prove himself, space. but the Leafs really took his game to the next level. Um, speaking with the new skating coach for the Maple Leafs, which is pretty cool to do, actually, he did say that they've worked really hard to get his skating up the point to get him into lanes and use his stick properly. And man, if he comes back and he works for the Leafs for the off season, guys, I think we could see some the evolution of the Boosh. And really take that next step. Tio, what do you think of Ilya Bushkin? Is he coming back? Can the Leafs swing that deal? I think they should. What do you think? I really like Labushkin. Oh, I really did. Yeah. In the time he was here, the short amount of time, I, I thought he did really well. And I really do hope they bring him back because he's that right shot defense. We don't really have a lot of them, if I'm not mistaken. So he's a great right shot defenseman, which don't really have a lot of. And I thought he was a great fit for the team. All right, all right, all right. Sienna, what do you think? Mr. <coughs> the big Russian bear that is. We need the defense. Um, well, we need a little bit of everything, but we especially need the defense in a hundred percent. I think he I think he's good to come back. All right, all right. Dylan. I think yes. And in all honesty, I think he's like he's like a younger Muzzin. Now, like, don't quote me on it, but he's he's a big body that can throw that that can throw it with anybody, and 
he did log those top minutes in Arizona. So he is used to those top minutes, which is really nice. And he goes really, really well with Riley. So I think you get him on a two, maybe three-year contract at cheap, see how he does. And then, uh, and then he can get his big ticket, I think. Yeah, I'd like to see Bush back on a one or two year deal, maybe 1.2, 1.5. Get him in the lineup and just see how he looks. Let him ride with uh, with Riley. The big question here that everybody wants to know, and apparently from Elliot Friedman, Mark Giordano is interested in becoming a Maple Leaf and staying a Maple Leaf. So, what kind of deal would make you comfortable? He obviously knows he's not getting six, seven, five. That's uh, those days are gone. But he can be a serviceable bottom four defenseman. Uh, he can either be an okay number four option or a super number five six option. Do you guys bring back Mark Giordano, uh, Dylan? You first. Yes, and similar contract to what Spezza took. He's he's from Toronto. He's gonna take the home hometown discount. I think. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we we gotta hope too, right? Because <laughs> he might like still that. get paid from like someone that. else. <clears throat> um, Sienna, what do you think about the uh, the Mark Giordano train? Is 55 staying in the blue and white? Well, buddies share the same hockey number as me, but uh, he's he's taking he's taking it with us. Um, I think he'll come back for sure. He's a good guy, you know. Uh, we all got excited when we first got him, and we got him in the playoffs. Uh, so I think he'll be. I think he'll be a Toronto guy. He is a Toronto guy, but he'll become part of the team. All right. T.O., what do you think about Gio? If we can get him cheap, I'll definitely take him back. Oh, I really, oh, he was awesome. He was good. Yeah, I like what he brings. I like the leadership he has for the for the boys on the back end. And that's something we definitely need to step up and see. The next two guys are a little bit of a crapshoot. It's uh, Timothy Lilligren and Rasmus Sandin. Obviously, both guys need new deals. Um, they would like probably term. But I am thinking <laughs> Dylan's going nuts over there. <laughs> Dylan, what's the issue here? What's the issue with Lily and Sandy? You know, at, at one point, I was so high on Sandine. And <laughs> he'll be high I on him, am, buddy. He's a physical little bugger. He is. I am like last year, he was our, if I'm not mistaken, he was our second uh, power play quarterback against Montreal. And he did well. And people were like, well, if we can't sign Riley, we might as well bring this guy in and have him take over Riley's spot. I don't think he can handle that, and I don't think we have room for him, which sucks. And I think we could get a lot for him. But I'm also a little bit afraid that he could get a little bit injury prone, so I would want to take advantage of getting rid of him while he has the potential that he has. Can I, remind, can I remind you before you go into Lilligren, can I remind you of someone the Leafs once had and he went on and had a really great career and it was a young Swede by the name of Anton Strawman who really went on a nice little role with the Calgary Flames and the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. That is, uh, that is the similar ilk I'm seeing here for Rasmus Sandin. Because what happened here with Sandine is he had that injury. So now recency bias shows us, well, he hasn't showed up when we needed him, which was the playoffs, because he was yeah. injured. Who knows what he would have been for us 
But I do know that this season he took steps in the physical aspect of his game. So that is something I really want to see go forward. Give him a one or two or I don't know. But anyways, I'll let you have the floor back to uh, to Lilligren because you were pounding the sky a moment ago. <laughs> well, yes, with Sandy, but like, do you you don't know fully what Sandy's potential is? That's all I will say about that. And do you take that shot on him, thinking that he will be Anton Strawman? Anton Strawman, I don't think was a good top two defenseman in my eyes. But no, good good three four though. Which is nice. Three, but, four, which is what the Leafs need to find. They got their top pair in Bush and Riley. We just said that. Yes. Um, and if Muzzin goes, then I 100% would take Sandine there. But with Lilligren, I think his game is truly amazing next to Gio. I don't know what Gio is saying in the locker room with him, what he's teaching him. But his game elevated the second Gio came, and I would love for him to be uh, – Five sixty. No, I. You know what? I agree with you on Lily. I, I've loved Lily since they got him at seventeen when he dropped, and he was supposed to be this high draft pick. But because he had mono, nobody wanted to take the run at him. He's taken a long time to come along, and he's finally maybe found the person to play with. Right. So, same thing has been said about Riley over the years. He's had to have the right people to play with. He got a taste of that with Ron Hainsey, and now obviously Labushkin. And it's been a revolving door for him too. Brody was pretty good with him as well, but we shall see. The, the, the guy that we all need to wonder about here, he cost $2 million on the cap next year. He was a lightning rod in our chats, uh, whether it's good or bad, and that's Justin Hall. Um, he can bring the physical play. He can do the right things, but here's the problem with Justin Hall. It's the Jake Gardner syndrome. When he makes a mistake, it is huge, and it costs your ass a game. It just does. He can have a great game for 59 minutes, but it's that one minute that he fucks up (coughs) because of that one mistake. And that's all anyone talks about is that one glaring mistake. Same thing with Kerfoot this playoffs. That drop back pass is the one thing everyone will remember about Kerfoot's game this playoff. Same thing with Halsey. That one giveaway is the only thing people think about. So what do we do with Justin Hall? It was Hall and Muzzin. They look good together. They were buzzing. But now it's not so much Hall and Muzzin anymore. It's Hall maybe in or out of the lineup. And at $2 million, can you really afford to have that guy sitting in a press box eating popcorn when every dollar counts? Yeah, no, get that guy out of there. Uh Uh-uh. Get that. Get Justin Hall out of the Toronto Maple Leafs organization immediately. Please. 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 I'm sorry. I can't with that guy anymore. I really tried. I really did. saying Hall needs to go. I really tried. No, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I, I, I really tried to give this guy a break. I, I really did. But you know what? Just There are so many other people we can replace him with. We could definitely get someone that could be just as effective as him on the ice. And he's uh, like two million. He's yeah, two million. You said two million. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we need the cash. Get face. him out of there. All right, two million. Get him out. Of there. Gone. I'm sorry. Out. Goodbye. Leave. I'm sorry. I, I think that Kyle Dubas was kind Categories. of married to uh, Justin Hall this series, this season, because of what he did with the expansion draft. He really had to put his eggs in that basket because of the mistake he made. Oh well, you know what? In hindsight, we didn't know it was going to be a mistake. Because Hall and Muzzin were a pretty formidable pair last year. 
And where were you getting a right-hand shot defenseman for $2 million on the crazy-ass open market last year? You just weren't. It wasn't happening. That was not an existing thing. So Kyle Dubas went with what he thought was the right decision. Can't fault him for that. But in hindsight, get hauled the hell out of there. Done. It is the Jake Gardner treatment. It's, it's just what he's done. Sadly, sadly, sadly. All right. Let's move on to the goaltenders. Um, there's three that really we can talk about. Eric Schalgren is going to be the backup next year. I don't care what anyone says. He's earned it, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Has he earned it? Yes. A good yes, backup position. Good yeah. Back and listen, gives him a chance to grow as well. He's still fairly young. He's not an old player. He just coming started his career. Back. Yeah. So, and he looked pretty damn good. And I love the ice in the veins for this kid. He went out in his first game, stick handle in the puck, firing it down the ice, had no problem doing it. Where most young goalies getting out there, a little tentative, don't want to do those things. He was like, yeah, no, I got this. We're good. We're good. Let's roll. Let's go. And let's go to a shutout, by the way, too. No problem. Um, so, so did Sparks, though. So that didn't yeah, work. But you know what? Guess, guess what Shalgren did following that up? Had success. Okay. <laughs> and didn't cry afterwards either about it. Didn't cry and say, this might be the only time I do this. Uh, my... I think my only thing is like I feel like we have way too many young goalies coming up, and uh, I think Joseph Wall took a big step this year. Unfortunately, he got injured, and I think that that was the big reason why Shalgren came. And it's like I, I don't know what the stats are for the Marlies right now and how well he's been doing, um, but I could see him coming in and competing as well. I I would not knock him. He could, I mean, it could be up and down with Shalgren and Wall, but I, I would like to see Wall up next year as well. <sighs> see, now you're you're piking my interest a little bit here with Joe Wall. Here's the problem, okay? I'm I'm an Ian Scott guy. Mm. Ian Scott. Mm. Ian, oh, hang man. on, hang on. Oh, oh, man. What he did with the Prince James. Albert okay. Raiders. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold James. on. You guys, you guys, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, just pump your brakes for a minute. Pump your brakes for a minute. He's been very injured. Yes. But what he did with the Prince Albert Raiders, pretty damn impressive. And that's why the Leafs went and got him. He hasn't been able to translate that yet to AHL or even NHL success or ECHL success because he's been so damn injured. Same thing with Joe Waldo. The guy can't catch a break, literally. He breaks something every so often. He's a goaltender that doesn't stay healthy. That's why they went and got Shogren, and that's why they just signed that former Hopi Baker Award-winning goaltender as well because they realize that Joe Wool probably can't do more than be a backup for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He probably can't have the full-season miles of a starter. We don't know what Ian Scott is. I love Ian Scott only because I got to physically interact with the guy. And I, he was a Maple Leafs prospect, absolutely beautiful. I'll have his back forever just for that little interaction. Let's go. He's a good guy. And you know what? If he gets the injuries figured out, maybe he comes and he becomes that goaltender for the Marlies and moves his way along. We all know goalies take forever. We have a goalie guru right below me here, at least in my side of the chat. So she knows that goalies take a while. Holy yes. So we shall see what happens there. But obviously I got Charlie penciled in as a backup. Joe Wool may come up and get a couple cups of coffee if – if whoever the starter is is injured, um, which in some people's eyes may be Petr Mrazek, 
um, which is scary to think. <laughs> Dylan's shaking, <laughs> shaking, shaking. We can't um, keep them all. We can't keep them all, Dylan. James. We can't. Listen, we can't. listen. Get Marisic out of the team. Hang on. Get Marisic off the team. I, I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this. Some people are saying this because it may be the only viable option if the Leafs strike out in all the market. I think the Leafs move that deal. I think they attach a sweetener yeah. and they get rid of him. So you talk about a Sandine. I don't think it'll be that much of a sweetener. I think it will be a prospect a la a Ronnie Hervinen. You won't get rid of Toppy Nemela, but you will add something to that to make some team take him. We got uh, we got William Villanova here in the chat as well. Mm. Being said, the ECHL goalie who is stepping up and doing his thing. So we do have goalies throughout the whole tire pipeline. But anyways, back to what we think it's going to be. It's going to be Shawley for backup. Morazic, you're firing that $3.8 million to Morazic Arizona, Detroit. To Wherever you can send that contract, you send it and you get that cap space back and you instantly give it to the guy I'm about to talk about who seems like he's ready to break Leafs Nation's heart and Jack Sir Campbell. Snoop. I really think that Soupy, I I think he's going to be back with the Leafs. I just do. There's something to be said about a player who is comfortable in his own skin in a market. And really, for a little bit there, he was having a hard time after every loss. Dylan, I see you rolling your eyes over there, boy. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. This guy, see, Dylan, Dylan don't want no... He wants Mark Andre Fleury or somebody. That's what he wants. He's over there. Oh my goodness! You guys did not just do that towards Fleury. Oh Oh, my god, man! You guys, listen, 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 listen. I don't care what anyone says about Fleury. This guy, (laughs) he's not 09 Fleury. He's not coming to Toronto. And that's, and that's fair, but you can't just, you can't, you can't just discredit the flower. You can't just like throw him like that. You can't just do flower. You he's he's flower a top five goalie, like don't get me wrong. Oh, but he's not Dude, coming Dylan, to Toronto. I can smell the rubber off your back pedal, brother. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Listen, Jack Campbell's going to be a Maple Leaf. He loves it here in the city. He loves playing with Austin Matthews and Mish Marner. He loves the soup chant. He got really emotional when everything boiled down at the end of that game. I think he wants to be here. I think this is just open media negotiations from his camp, trying to get the most money they can possibly squeeze out of the Leafs. And this is a drum that I've beaten all year long. Four years, four and a half mil. That's the deal you give to Jack Campbell. That's the deal you sign. That is a fair deal. That is more money than you pay Barazic, so he's not feeling slighted in that regard. It is less money than some of the goaltenders who have signed within his same kind of window. You know, I uh, think of Drieger and those kind of numbers. He's a little below that because he hasn't had the huge body of work. And the injury factor comes into play as well. Was injured last season, was injured this season. Bounced back well both times, but... The injuries are there. So I think for Soupy, you go four years, four and a half mil. You get it done once you fire that Mirazic contract out the door. That gives you the ability to do that move and get him between the pipes. Shore up whatever you want behind him. I think it's Charlie, but whatever you want to freaking do, I don't care. Just get Soupy back in the blue and white. Agree or disagree? Agreed. Agreed. He's coming back. All right. Thank you. He's coming back. He's coming back. I agree. I agree. The money's right. 
I just hope that another situation doesn't happen where he's injured and he's still trying to take on that workload. Like if he's hurting, he needs to he needs to get out of the net and get healthy. He did bounce back properly, but I don't know how Dubis 100% feels about it. But like, if I'm not mistaken, that was his first full season. Yep. So like, he's taken on a lot of pressure, and I mean, he's he's playing for the Leafs, so that's even more pressure. But one thing Jack needs to learn is to not take all the blame. He does that way too often. I saw that picture after Game Seven, and that man was crying beyond belief. Spezza was trying to calm him down as much as possible. He he wants to win here, and I think he he deserves. I he, he deserves the money. No, he deserves to get paid. He backstopped the Toronto Maple Leafs. He did everything he possibly could. It was not on him this series. Both no. goals looked at point. Nowhere near. His goaltending was on all. fire. Especially Leafs, with that 11 straight win. Here's the the big thing for me, guys, and I've said this uh, across the board for Freddie mm-hmm. Anderson the past few years. When we needed Freddie Anderson to make that big save, he didn't make the big save. I love Freddie. I'm the biggest Freddie fan you'll find. Oh, me too. Love him. Oh, love love him to death. But I got his jersey came, for a reason. That's it. That's <laughs> I it. got his jersey for a reason. But when it came time for Freddie to make that crucial key save to keep you in the game, Time and time again, it happened. It the puck would go in the net. It'd be a soft one, and that's a mental thing for a goaltender. Oh, a lot of it goes between the years. But for Jack, when we needed him to make those key, crucial saves to keep us in games to swing momentum, he had no problem doing it. He was there. He had the smile that went on for miles all season long for a reason. He loved being a Leaf. Hopefully, he still will be a Leaf. Because I bought his jersey for a reason, and I want to see his ass stay. Otherwise, I got a 36 jersey for nothing. So we'll see. We'll see. We're going to wrap this up right here. We're going to ask about the upper management here. We're going to talk about Sheldon Keith, Kyle Dubas, and Brendan Shanahan. I want everyone to answer honestly, and I want to hear why and where these guys go. Sienna, you're doing what Dylan did earlier, so that picks you to be first. We'll go down the line with you. Brendan Shanahan, coming back? Oh, my God. Tell me this management. It's heavy. Um, I don't know. Something needs to happen in that management. Someone needs to get fired. Someone needs to change. I don't care. Something needs to happen because they contribute to this team as well. All right, all right. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll reserve my comments for last. Neo um, <laughs> Sports Fan, go ahead, buddy. Um, all right. Keith is good. Dubis is 50-50. But you cannot tell me there is no way in the world that Shanahan comes back next season. He's not coming back. I don't think he's coming back. He's he's yeah, out. I don't no. think he's coming back. I think Shanahan's gone. And I it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Can I ask you why you feel Shanahan's gone before Dylan answers? <laughs> um, what what makes you feel that Brennan Sh- this lays at the feet of Shanahan? Well, I mean, what the Shanahan plan? It's like let's be honest. Like no, like that's what everyone calls it. Like what like what has it done? Like I'm going to be completely honest here. Like what has it done? It's done nothing. We haven't we still haven't won anything, unfortunately. And that's very tough to say. But you know what? It's it's not working. 
And I don't, and to anyone that thinks Keith should leave, I don't think that should happen at all. He's just given the team. And if from what he's done, Shanahan of his duties, mm-hmm. you relieve Dubis and Keith of their duties. Because any president coming in will want their own guys in those positions. Yeah, right. It's just the cold hearted truth. You know what? You're not wrong about that. So if you're if you're feeling that Keith and Dubas should stay, those are Shanahan's guys. He put them in place. You get rid of this guy, then a new guy comes in. These two guys are gone He's because that's just the way it works. Yeah. You know, I actually never looked at it that way. <laughs> I didn't. I actually no. I'm, I like. I kid you not. I actually did it. Like I'm like I'm sitting here like, oh damn. You know what? I probably uh. Oh boy. <laughs> all right all right dylan dylan you go ahead and i'll get into mine here i I will say this originally though he they weren't really his guys like babcock was his guy and i don't even know who who was before dubis i forget it wasn't the guy from london or no no it wasn't hunter yeah wasn't it hunter or no no, it was Lamorello. Sorry. No, wow, that slow. was a brain fart. Um, I, my next question is, what did we do wrong? Hold because... on, hold on. Let's go through Keith and do this and, and think with you first, because I want to get on. I want to get on this train too. I want to catch the last caboose and talk about it as well. If Dubis goes, Keith goes. If Keith goes. I think Dubis goes like it, it's a bit just of a hand package hand. Deal. those are those are their guys and it's honestly how the business works yep. I read I read Burke's law the book it's literally you go from this team you bring your guy you go to the next team you bring your guy Burke brought Dave Nonis along the way it's just how the business works unfortunately and to be honest I don't think management did anything wrong this year they brought in the right guys. We pushed Tampa to seven games and literally almost broke them like no other team has in the past two, three, exactly however many what Stamkos said, yep. And for Stamkos and that entire organization to give us that much praise, it says a lot. It's just that game seven hump. If we shut them out, if we, if we literally shut them out in that game six, it wouldn't would have been fine. But these two teams were as even as possible throughout this entire year. It was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. All 10 games, except for the 11th when Tampa won it in game seven. That's all I have to say. All right. I'm going to rehash a couple things here. So you talked about um, Dubas and Keith kind of not being Shanahan's guys. Um, do we all not remember what happened? They offered Lou Lamorello an opportunity to stay on as a senior advisor to Kyle Dubas because Brendan Shanahan picked Kyle Dubas over Lou Lamorello and Lamorello left. So that made Kyle Dubas pretty much one of the biggest Brendan Shanahan guys because he went against the grain and shut out the Lou father and said, no, we're going to go with this young upstart. See you later. Thank you. And he brought in Sheldon Keefe on top of that uh, for Kyle Dubas. So for me, I look at this whole management structure, and I can get roasted for this. I'm pretty much used to that by now. Um, really, fans year, were used to it. 
I don't care. Last year when the Leafs went out to the Tampa Bay or to uh, the Montreal Canadiens and everybody was burning jerseys, I made the fake for burning jersey one to thank you to the squad for playing through a fucking pandemic. And, and thank you for putting on entertainment for us. We're all stuck at home. I thought it was awesome that they did that. Most players could have opted out. They didn't. They played. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing that again this season, by the way. But Shanahan, he brought in Kyle Dubas. He brought in Sheldon Keefe. This whole thing here is working. It's just working slower than we would like it to. That's the problem. The results are there. Every season, we've taken a damn step. This year, these guys played more physical in the playoffs than I've ever seen. Marner tossing hits. Matthews tossing hits. They're getting the right pieces. They just need a couple of pieces to put them over the freaking hump. It just takes time. It does take time. But here's the thing. How long Connor McDavid is finally, finally tasting the second round? How long has it been since he got with since he got with the Oilers? I'm just saying, just saying these things. No, I'm proving your point. No, I know these things do take time. Mario Lemieux, by the way, one of the greatest players we all can agree of all time. How long did it take him to make the playoffs, let alone win a freaking cup? So it takes time and it's a process. Dylan, you're wagging your finger. Dylan, you got something. I have I have I have one thing to say. Okay. What's up? And it's to back on it takes time. I just looked up. How long was Stevie Y a general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning? Let's see. He started in 2010 and ended in 2018. And he didn't even get to taste the cups because they he weren't his. Didn't. He didn't. He set the table but, for you. But that entire team waited that long. To and get what did the they Stanley do? Cup. What did they do? Coach. They just- and the core stayed together a hundred percent they were there in 2015 in the stanley cup finals but got heartbroken so it takes time and that's the problem with leafs nation i've noticed i'm pretty fair with being okay like yeah you you have a point i'll i'll agree with you but it's like leafs nation is so quick to jump on anybody that is in the realm of the problem. Justin Hall, for example. Cody CC, for example. There's there's just so many things where we just, oh, yeah, this is the problem. Let's ship him out of town and, and start clean slate. I looked at the live earlier. Somebody is like, oh, yeah, you got to trade Matthews, Marner, Nealander, Tavares, Firekeep. Yeah. The f- just get rid of everybody core. and restart. But what does that do? It does. It just sets us back like how many years ago to restart over the patience is not there with we don't have patience we're we're way too quick to judge we don't process we don't take the time to process anything we look at one game and we're like oh this is what's wrong this is what's wrong this is what's wrong we need to fix it here 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 hold up let it play out let the plan work itself out no i agree with you i 100 agree with you and here's the thing things take time Things if you don't like it. Take time. Things I will say time. this, and we'll end it like this, guys. I think the Leafs run back pretty much as much as they can afford to run back because they like the players, they know the players, they know the system, et cetera, et cetera. Run down the here's the thing list. The Toronto Maple Leafs will go as far as whatever goaltender they have next year is my thought. 
because Jack Campbell, if he's between the pipes, we know what we have. We know where we're going. If we have to go find something else, who knows where this team is? But I'll ask before we all before we all shut down. Dylan, do at least make the playoffs next year? Yes or no? Hundred percent. Not even a question. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't get the shitty end of the stick. <laughs> the stick. All right, Sienna. At least making the playoffs. Hundred percent. We got the guys. We just need the it factor. To they in or out? Without a doubt, they're making it. All right, I'll close it with this. I'll close the live. Appreciate everybody being here on TikTok Live, on YouTube, on Twitter. But I'll say one thing for the Toronto Maple Leafs fans who are watching this and everybody else as well. Leafs Nation is happiest when we're the last team in the league and we're shitting the bed. That is the most united I've ever seen this entire fan base. We go out and we finally get a de facto number one center. Hell, we got two of them and John Tavares. We're still not happy. We got Mitch Marner, Willie Nylander, Morgan Riley, Jack Campbell between the pipes, young prospects up the Wazuli, and everybody's still pissed. It was a lot better when we ran out lines of Brad Boys and, you know, I don't know who else you want to say. Because we all look at the negative. We all look at, we all try to find something wrong to pinpoint and say, oh, this is your fault. This is, this is his fault, blah, blah, blah. Hey, there's positive stuff in our team as well. You can't just look at the negative side. Like, hello, yeah. this is hockey. It ain't picture perfect. All these guys are human. We all make mistakes. They all make mistakes. However, I do agree with some of them. But, you know. Nothing's ever perfect, right? Nothing's ever perfect. perfect even, playoff, even Stanley Cup final, like even in the Stanley Cup finals, like Tampa Bay last year, they're not perfect. No one's perfect. It's called being a human being. We make mistakes. It is, it is. Well, guys, we'll be back for more of these throughout the summer. There's lots to talk about, lots of fun things. Me and Mr. Dylan has some things to talk about here soon. Uh, T.O. Sports fan, I always appreciate you being here, my friend. Um, Sienna as well. You guys, awesome. It's great to talk with you guys across the board, whether it's on or off air. Always good. Least fans, this is Offside Hockey Talk. It's been this way all season long. This is where hockey comes to talk. Hey, get out there. Enjoy your favorite hockey team. If they're not playing, go play NHL 22. You can win the cup there. All right, guys. <laughs> Peace. Let's go. <laughs>